0: I recently had a dream that bothered me quite a bit. I was trapped in a house, a house not dissimilar from my own, but sort of um, just the platonic ideal of a suburban house. Mm-hmm. What was different, uh, I, I was trapped in this house with several other people. I They were all sort of indistinct, although one of them may have been a college roommate of mine. But the the notable thing about this house was that me and my companions kept dying over and over again. <laughs> Like a roguelike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were maybe that was why I was playing a lot of roguelikes at the time. I actually didn't put that together. <laughs> so the only thing that we could do, at least the only thing we concluded, was that we could try to kill ourselves in a quicker, less painful way. The problem was that started the cycle over, so if we were too quick, then we just had to suicide more. Trigger warning, I guess? This is there's a lot of suicide in this one. <laughs> Gotcha. Uh, so, we also tried to delay our least painful suicide as long as possible.
1: Well, what were the what were the circumstances that were, were like causing you to die? Like, what were some? That of the... was unclear. Hmm. It was it was
0: more that we knew it was going to happen. And we wanted to avoid it as as best I could figure it was something like our house being obliterated by a laser, <laughs> which seems all right to me, really. But I don't know, you know, dream logic and all. Right. So I kept finding new secret areas of the house to hide in. With better, less painful ways to kill myself. I think one of them involved a particle accelerator in the
1: basement, (laughs) which seems, I don't know. That, That seems very painful, actually.
0: Right, and, like, not entirely dissimilar to getting obliterated by a giant laser from overhead. Right. Like... Mostly a matter of direction, <laughs> but I guess
1: I thought that was pretty great. You just bore a very tiny <laughs> hole. Yeah. It would take a very long time, I think, to kill yourself by particle accelerator.
0: <laughs> and possibly more painful than whatever else. I I don't know. I, I can't explain it. Welcome to my brain. <laughs> uh, and I guess this was something of an ethical dilemma where, like, do I try to... Uh, tell my companions about what I've found, or do I just take care of myself and and see what happens? Mm -hmm. I don't really know what the implications of that would be, like if I got to rest in between longer if they took longer. Right but I may be projecting reason onto an absurd situation. So, for whatever reason, I thought it was best to share all these secret areas with my companions. And, I don't know, we, we kept finding more elaborate ways to set things up. There's not really... Well, what's the like I'm... the
1: elaborate way? Like, what would be, like, a, a, a setup? Like, like a kind of a, like a Rube Goldberg kind of thing? Or, like, what's the... It mostly seemed to be
0: cleaning up the area around the particle accelerator and moving boxes into different positions (laughs) and what purpose did that serve it might have been just busy work (laughs) but we had to redo it every time and we wound up being very good at rearranging the boxes around the particle accelerator
1: wait wait so would the whole house like reset every time or would it just like oh so there wouldn't be like the remnants of your of your last uh incarnations just littered around the house nothing except we
0: had memory we would remember gotcha Uh, At at one point, we tried going upstairs, out of the basement, to see what we could do up there, and uh, that involved us trying to make our way through several barricades, and uh, for whatever reason, the upstairs of the house was now the lobby of a modest apartment building, and... There were other people living in the apartment building who were trying to come downstairs and we just naturally assumed them to be our enemies. It went very poorly.
1: If you killed them, would they or was it was it that did it get that
0: far? It didn't get that far. Oh, gotcha. I think eventually we figured out our differences and we decided that together we would try to leave the building. I, I had gone through this cycle in my head like several dozen times. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, it had never occurred to us to try to leave. <laughs> so we did. The door was open the whole time. It kind of was, yeah. But when we left, we were at the bottom of a
1: quarry. and So like the house was like built at the bottom?
0: Yeah, in a way that wasn't clear to us before. We just kind of left and we were like, oh, this is weird. We're at the bottom of a quarry. And soon after things started falling from the sky, big things and then I was met with the worst horror of all. I don't know what it was because that's when I woke up.
1: <laughs> so how did you know it was the worst horror? Was it just a sense of dread that-
0: It was the, the sheer sense of overwhelming dread that I, that I felt and, and that carried over into me uh, waking up. Interesting. I wonder, uh, uh, go ahead. I was just going to say that was, that was the most notable dream I've had in, in a while.
1: I wonder if you you had died outside the house, like you you escape and you climb the walls of the quarry and you get out of there and you do your whole thing and, you know, eventually you, uh, I don't know, get hit by a truck or something like that and then you end up back in the house. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I think there was
0: sort of a a sense of certainty that that's kind of what would happen. And like the the rain of meteors would ensure that that would happen sooner rather than later.
1: So there were meteors that were falling, not just like random
0: Yeah, they were they were giant flaming rocks. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah not not like spoons and things. Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. I feel like this would actually make like a pretty good video game. Mm-hmm. Like you, you start out in a house and you have to try to escape the house and you know, maybe it's not uh, obvious at first that you can leave. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> yeah, like it the game the game tries to trick you. Yeah. into into limiting your own options are there any
1: other like specific details that you can remember any any uh, like notable death or uh, dismemberment I guess
0: um not that I can remember but there was a lot of like crawling through air ducts to get to rooms that we didn't realize were there before. It's a little weird because I didn't like I couldn't point out stuff from every cycle. And so I don't know if it was just like that I was endowed with the feeling of having been through it for many many times. But when I woke up it felt like I had had that dream for like 4 hours. Gotcha. But it, there's a bit of like last Tuesdayism to it where like there's there's no way to know if I just believe that that's what happened and actually you know the entire universe sprang into existence last Tuesday and I've been implanted with false memories.
1: I like it's sort of like the like a saw like the saw thing where like somebody like they're trapped in a in a house or a weird warehouse or building or something and
0: it's worse and there was A sense of having gone through a lot of that with mixed success but that we got a little better at it each time
1: getting better at dying through practice
0: yeah yeah sort of a dubious honor
1: i'm josh crowley and i'm t.r appleton We take your nightmares
0: and transform them into improvised horror stories. This is
1: The Exquisite Graveyard. Edward always ignored the safety warnings whenever he was working on his car. People told him, "'Turn the engine off before you start taking around in there.' He didn't care. One day, while working on his fan belt, he reached a little too far and... Off went his fingers. He reached in after them with his other hand and... Off went those fingers. "'Ah, shit,' he said. Not again. He sighed and took one look around and walked out into the street where he was immediately hit by a truck." Moments later, he was a small child again, playing with a toy truck, remembering everything that had just happened.
0: He had just slammed his truck into a Lego minifigure, whose legs were now meters away from its torso. He was struck by a strange sense of wrongness about the whole situation, but he was a child and didn't know what this meant. He started gathering up the pieces of the Lego minifigure, including the hands, which had previously fallen off near the minifigure's car.
1: Moments later, his mother walked into the room and looked down at him and said, Oh, had to start over again, huh? He looked up at her, unsure what she meant, as the thoughts slipped from his mind. What do you mean, Mama? he asked. You'll find out again in a few years. He resumed his play. The perfect recall he experienced a moment
0: before was fleeting and vanished. All he knew was that he didn't need to listen to those warnings his uncle had been giving him about not reaching into the car while the engine was turned on. That didn't make any sense. He was just a kid.
1: A couple years later, he was playing basketball in school and made a lousy shot and the ball bounced off of the rim and out into the road. He chased after it without thinking. He never really did listen to all those warnings about looking both ways before running out. And as he picked up the ball, he was hit by a truck. He found himself sitting on the floor of his living room again. Small child, couple years younger, playing with a little minifigure, with a basketball. His mom walked in once again and said, oh, well that was a fast one. He thought he knew what she meant, but quickly faded from his mind and he resumed playing.
0: In a sense, he was right that all of these safety rules didn't matter. He came back every time, but he didn't know that, and what if he avoided terrible accidents on every loop through life? These thoughts existed somewhere in the back of his mind, but he could never quite solidify them. Instead, he was always more struck by how distant his mother seemed to be. She was the only one who didn't seem to have much regard for his safety. She was far more passive than he thought his mother should be. For instance, at a certain age, he realized it was a little weird that every time he asked if he could not wear his seatbelt in the car and lie down on the back seat, she said, Sure, you'll learn soon enough
1: she even encouraged him to play superman where he'd climb up onto the roof and jump off into the swimming pool the only time there was a note
0: of pride in her face was when he survived these increasingly dangerous stunts nothing ever seemed to approach the disdain of that original memory of playing on the floor with the lego and she always had some withering remark about how poorly he had just done
1: eventually he got old enough to graduate from high school and go to college where he met a beautiful girl that he fell in love with. They were expecting their first child. On the way to the hospital, he made a wrong turn and drove right into a lake. Moments later, he was on the floor of his living room with a small tub of water and a little car and a couple Lego minifigures figures sitting at the bottom. That was a sad one, said his mom. Well, try again. He knew what she meant for a moment and then he didn't. That
0: last comment by his mother shook him for some reason. It left more of a lasting impact than every previous loop. He felt an instinctive cautiousness around cars. He never got his driver's license and walked everywhere that he could, usually on the farthest side of the sidewalk when he could. He was regarded by his peers as odd for this behavior, but lots of kids are odd. He just incorporated it into his personality. Some part of him knew that this was different. Maybe the right thing to do.
1: This time he started a family and had a beautiful life with them. His mom lived nearby and they would visit very frequently. After a while, thanks to his caution, he got older and older and older, and his mother got older too. One day he received a phone call that his mother had taken ill and been brought to the hospital. He drove there very cautiously and stayed by her bedside.
0: He had never seen his mother
1: look so frail. Her
0: eyes were sunken, her skin bleached white. Even her wrinkles seemed stretched back against her skull. And yet, there was sort of a quaint peace upon that face. She gathered her strength and opened her eyes as wide as she could for one last time, clutched his hand with a surprising strength, and said, Finally, I'm so proud of you, before slipping away completely.
1: Suddenly, little Eleanor was back on the floor of her bedroom, playing with her toys. She had three little dollies, a doctor, a woman, and a young man. For a moment, she felt very sad, as if she had lost something important to her, but it quickly faded from her memory. Moments later, her father walked into the room and said, Oh, you finally got one, huh? She looked at him with confusion. What? What What do you mean, Daddy? Ah, you'll know eventually. Thank you very much for listening. If you have any nightmares or strange real-life experiences you'd like to see transformed into improvised horror stories, send
0: them in to nightmares at exquisitegraveyard.com. Until next time, I've been Josh Crowley. And I've been T.R. Appleton, bidding you farewell from the Exquisite Graveyard.